welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Hey, detailers, wanted to make sure you know about the Community Pub that we have every Wednesday night at 7.30, right after the episode. And normally you catch a little bit of live coverage of the episode on Zoom as we close out. Sometimes we'll get the question of the day in there for the uh, virtual pub, and uh, sometimes we'll get a little bit in there. So I want you to hop on. So if you haven't downloaded Zoom on your phone, just go to your mobile app right now and download Zoom. And uh, you'll need a member, or sorry, you'll need a meeting ID. And that meeting ID is 918-800-1188. So your meeting ID for the Zoom virtual pub every Wednesday night at 7.30 Central is 918-800-1188. Hey, I look forward to grabbing a beer with you then. See you soon. Welcome back to another edition of helping build teams out of this monstrosity of an opportunity. Rob, I see you are uh, nicely back in form, ready to go for this opportunity. but I say an opportunity. I mean, there is still a lot of disaster going on. Still a lot of people uh, trying to regroup, trying to put their lives back together in a sense from what's happened. Uh, give us an update of what's going on with you guys. Uh, been able to really fully reopen, or how's it looking up there? Yeah, we're we're moving. Um, our auctions and dealerships haven't come back 100% yet, but we are getting there, and our retail is really picking up significantly. You know, I, I hate to say it because some people aren't, but we're going to come out of this significantly better than we went in. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, what uh, what are they hearing on uh, the the auction side, dealership side? What's they're just waiting. Everything's yeah. kind of in a land, locked standstill, right? Well, our state opened up last Friday to what, what they call phase one. So things are starting, you know, the, the wheels are starting to move again slowly. But you can tell there's a shift. People are starting to actually come back out and work again. Yeah. Uh, how much the state actually really closed? How much stayed open? Was it pretty significant? Yeah. I mean, all of retail was basically closed. You know, so retail is starting to reopen with 50% capacity. Um, there's a bunch of like little things that that are starting to reopen. People have just sort of felt. You know, you notice more people out. They're moving around have again. To, like they just yeah. have to get out. Yeah. So when you said retail was down half, I mean, what about your retail? Uh, well, my retail, my retail's sort of back to to not quite normal, but seventy five percent. You know, so we're we're picking back up and and doing significantly better. I mean, it's not a normal May, but I didn't expect it to be. But we're actually you know, we're making do. Yeah, why do you think that is? 
why is it not a normal May, or why do you think it's picking back? Yeah, come on, DJ. You, you, DJ was the one that has to make me clarify questions here. Like, <laughs> you usually just roll. <laughs> no, I mean, why do you think uh, there's a there is sort of a trend right now that a lot of detailers are saying, like, man, I'm booked out such and such. The retail side is just incredible. Like, there's a, a big flux right now of, of detailers doing really well with retail. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I think people, one, I think people are getting their cars ready to go back to work. You know, like you want, you want to, you're going to have to start getting in your car more. I think people just are, are ready for that kind of refresh. Um, unemployment is actually paying a decent amount <laughs> to people. So there is a little bit of disposable income for, for people that, that might not normally have it at, you know, there's people that we have on unemployment that are making more than they did when they worked. So, you know, they're, yeah, we've sent out formal requests to, for employees to come back and we've had five or six say, right, I'm good, I'm good on unemployment. But what they don't realize is that that's all going to come to an end pretty soon and they're not going to get that extra benefit and, and then they're going to be looking for a job with 20 million other people and jobs are going to be way hard to come by. Yeah, there's going to be- a They're not thinking long-term. Yeah. Uh, so with uh, with that, that poses some definite issues for you as a business owner. And if we're trying to grow a team, uh, trying to learn how to, as detailers, put together team members into different situations and, and do what you've done to, to be able to have multiple locations and grow it the way, uh, to the extent that you have. What, we're gonna, we've got some other topics we went into, but since you, <laughs> since you said that, <laughs> You know, that's a common thing that we're hearing from some different people, that it uh, guys are just making more money off of unemployment than they are actually detailing cars. So when you get those phone calls and those people that say that, I mean, what are you saying? And how do you handle that? What you <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, a personal, it's a personal choice. The ones I really want back, I'm leaning on. The ones that are, you know, the ones that are mediocre, I just say, okay, you know, for my PPP, if I put it in writing and they deny, I make them get it in writing. It doesn't count against my PPP. They count as an employee, you know, that I've offered a job to. So it, it's not a negative effect on me. So I really don't care if they don't come back, you know, because if they did come back, I'm still, I, I still probably couldn't give them a hundred percent full time anyways. So, you know, it, it's not really a, a problem. I'm just trying to fulfill my job, which is to, to invite them back and to give them a job. And if they decline, you know, don't come to me in two months when there's no more unemployment and <laughs> you want your job back, I'll have already filled it. So. So, but quite a different uh, weird situation for you as an owner. Do you ever expect to be trying to negotiate with uh, team members on whether they stay on unemployment or and getting paid by the government versus coming and getting paid by you? Yeah, no, not really. I mean, it's never really been an issue. Most of the people who get unemployment are gone for a reason. So, yeah. you know, now, you know, there's no real good reason. So when we want to talk about, uh, you know, as we continue this process out of COVID out of whatever this lockdown has been, we've got to start thinking though, uh, how do we build back up out of it? All right, and so for, 
for some of us, that build up out of it might be actually seeing an opportunity to bring in someone, right? And that well, I think I think one of the big things is whether or not you got that PPP money. If you've got PPP money, you have to spend it. You know, you have to spend 75% of it. So now is a good opportunity. What we're doing is we're bringing in more people than we need, and we're actually sending them back through training a little bit. You know, so so we're we're overstaffing and using that as an opportunity to to help teach people things that they may have forgotten or just kind of give them a refresher because I have some extra money to spend. You waste a little to ensure you get some return on the backside of quality, which is I have, yeah, because it's forgiven. If I spend seventy five percent of it, you know, it's forgiven. So basically, it's free. So why wouldn't I? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know there's, we didn't want to go into PPP, but I know there's a lot of theory right now. Stuff is, you don't ever know, and this is getting switched, and there's always. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got my, um, my application for uh, forgiveness from them. And so I've, I've looked at it. I know what they're asking. So they're asking, you know, how much did I spend? How many people? So one of the things I didn't know that they were going to count is how many people. So what you can't do is you can't go from 10 people to five people and double the salary of five people and call it a day. You have to bring back your equivalent in full-time people. Well, so that right. matters. You know, that you does can, matter. Yeah. All right, but so we want to start this little journey of trying to help guys as they're wanting to think about bringing on a team member or bringing on a, a second and third team member. And, you know, cause I just, we're hearing right now, we're hearing how good it is in the system, right? So you've got, like I said, just a second ago, I mean, you've got different people that are uh, suddenly we're reopened and, Oh, we're back to normal and everything's amazing. Right. And, and they're booked out for a couple of weeks or even we're hearing, Hey, we're booked out a month, right? There's always that, you know, how big they're booked out. If they're booked out that far, right? I know, I know that's, that's the joke. Uh, but to help those guys that are booked out so far because they're single operators, I want to go over some next, over the next couple of weeks, how to actually bring in that first team member, right? Because right now, if there's an influx in the system, it's a good opportunity to bring somebody in, use that money to help grow then a team, right? So some real practical ways is what we're gonna get into. And today I wanted to go over, first of all, the anxiety level of bringing in somebody. Because what we always hear, right, is, well, they'll never do it the way I do it. So first off, how did you handle that anxiety of, well, the team member's never going to perform the way I do? Well, I brought somebody in and let them do it and let them show me that they can. Not all of them will, but you get a few good right ones and you train them properly on how you want it done and you inspect what you expect. You, you know, you, you will learn to trust that you, you're not the only person on this planet that knows how to detail a car. So you're you're basically saying, hey guys, uh, just do it. Yeah. Right? Just get over the, the tools, whether or not they are, or not, and you just got to get started trying. 
Yeah, well, what you need to do is find somebody with the right characteristics, you know, a hard worker, somebody, you know, who, who doesn't make excuses and comes to work on time. You can teach anybody to detail a car. That's what I found. Anybody can detail a car with, with enough training and time and experience. It's not, it's, not, it's not a job that requires a ton of schooling or some specialized skill set that, that, you know, everybody can learn it. it it's, it's really not that difficult of a task to learn. So, you know, you, you just have to give people the opportunity. Everybody's scared at first. They're like, oh, man, I'm, I, they're never going to do it like I'm going to do it. But the reality of it is they can do it. And they, you can probably find people who can do it better. Hey, easy, Rob. Easy. I, I can tell you I'm not the best detailer who works for my company. <laughs> I don't pretend to be. I know what I'm doing, and I can hold my own. But there's some people out there who've been doing it just as long or longer. and you know, they, they have the skills to do it. Why am I going to hold them back? Let them do it. I, I, why don't I use my skills where, where, they, where they matter? It's on polish and paint, man. Yeah. No, no it's not. No. <laughs> All right. So uh, those, are, those are great words. Um, so we want to get into then if they're going to just step out, right? So we're making a commitment. I'm a one-man show, and I'm booked out for a month, but I just know that I should take this opportunity to – I've got a lot of customers here, then I don't have to worry about a customer problem. i got to worry about a production problem. And so how do I handle production of getting somebody else in so I can get these cards handled, not just handled? What if you had, you know, 25 Forty percent more production and could churn out more work over the next month. What that would mean for you financially, since there is such a big influx in the system, should yeah. be just to get the little that we already have. Our mentality as business owners should be: How do I get this plus a little bit more? And the way to do that is bringing in a team member. So, yeah, even if you bring them in to do prep work. Let them wash the cars, clay bar the cars. Yeah. So that's, that's exactly where I was going to start. Like, we have to first develop what? A, uh, a job description, all right? What is it that we are looking for from this team member? Why do we need them there? And that's, in, in professional terms, is called a job description. People come in and want to know, okay, well, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. How do you write out a job description? What you need to do is it, hopefully you have enough experience at this point that you can literally write down everything that you need to do. And, and what you need to do is you need to order it of importance and maybe take the bottom half and make that your, your starting point and say, okay, I need you to do this. I need you to be able to wash a car. I need you to be able to clay bar a car. I need you to be able to clean the rims. I need you to dress the tires. I need you to vacuum the floors and clean the windows. And if you can do all that, I'll teach you how to do the other stuff, but let's start right here. This is where I need you to, what, what I want you to do coming in. And then if you're interested and you like it, we'll step it up from there. But, you know, you've just got to decide what you're hiring for. If you're hiring for a full detailer, then you need to put that down. You know, you need to, you need to take each job individually and say, okay, like we have our, our mobile managers, our unit leaders, and our detail techs, our prep techs. And they're two different skill levels. So, you know, if, if I'm bringing in a, a prep tech, I don't need them to be able to wet sand and buff. They, they don't, 
that that's not a skill they need yet. They can work up to it, but you know, just them alone doing the work at at a fraction of the price of an expensive detailer saves you a ton of time and money. You know, if, if you're a single man operator, think about all the time you spend vacuuming a floor or or washing the car. Any child with a hose can do that. You know, like I, you know, I mean, yeah, they have to learn how to do it properly, but it's it's not it's not hard. So, you know, you teach them to do that. And now you can you can do the detail work on a car. It you've cut half your time, you're done the actual detail work, boom, the next one's already washed, vacuumed, prepped, ready for you to go. You you're probably saving 50% of time on the car at at a fraction of the cost. Maybe maybe 12 maybe $12 an hour if you're if, if, you know. So with that's I'm really glad you said with the here's this and then do this. So I I didn't exactly go, and that's why I wanted you to say right. I I'm not good at writing stuff down, right? I'm not good at okay, here's what I need, and I I write it all out. I think that we should be good at that, right? I wish I was better at that. For me, I kind of just did that in my mind when the first when I was trying to realize, okay, I'm washing cars by myself. I'm, I'm running this mobile business and I've got it, but if I want to really grow it, I'm going to need somebody sitting in my passenger seat that goes there with me and helps me clean these cars so I can get them done faster. Right? You know like, what they can also do that I used them for was they can unload and load the van while I'm talking to the customer. It, it's a, so that's, that, I love that you said that. So what that started with just, Hey, I need somebody to help me just get some stuff done faster around the vehicle. Right. So I wish I would have done a little, I didn't have, it was more of like, all right, what don't I really want to do? Yeah. Which is a thing that a lot of business trainers will teach business owners. Like to, 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 to put the best team member in would be to put the team member in to do something that you don't want to do so that you can go be doing something that you want to do. So yeah. if you like washing the car, but you don't like doing the wheels, you hire somebody in and put down, Hey, you definitely are cleaning wheels. And, and it, that was for me, like the very first guy that came in and then everyone after that, the early ones would always clean rims. And if you got promoted off of rims, <laughs> yeah. they'd be like, I want to use a pressure washer. Like, no, nope, I'm using the pressure yeah. washer. You're doing it. I mean, they learned how to clean those rims. By <laughs> so even when we had the car wash, I mean, we would have a, you know, a, a dry down on the other side. The, the early guys, the first ones, always started on the rims and tire shine. And if you got promoted to drying the other part of the car, well, it was a good day. Uh, so, you know, we didn't write it down. I wish we, you know, it's just not the so way. I just, so it's funny. Yesterday, I did a, um, a webinar for the IDA on writing manuals and operation stuff. So I actually happened to have my um, operations manual printed out sitting here. So, like, if you look, um, I'll grab a couple. So, like, here is the one for just the trainee. It says, can you see that? Can you, it says what, what we expect of them, what the requirements are of when we're looking for somebody, what, um, you know, what their roles and responsibilities are. So, you can actually, so for every job we have, so that's trainee, here is detailing tech 
Um, here is the one for our mobile managers and our shop manager. So every job, office manager, receptionist, chief marketing officer, marketing people, social media team, account managers, sales directors. If you have a job here, I have a job description and what my requirements are for it. Wow. That's why you're where that's why where you're at, Big Rob. That's why. <laughs> well, you know, but I mean, people need expectations. They need to know what they are what they're walking into. They want to know what their job is. So as somebody's going to start writing a job description, right? We're a detailer, whether we're mobile or we've got a shop, all right? And we're going, I need to bring somebody in. Okay. I got to write a job description. How do I even start? I, I got a title. Is that like assistant detailer or, you know? Yeah. What do you want to call it? Like, okay, so here, here's the one for detailing tech. The detailing tech is responsible for working with their manager to complete the assigned work, help load and unload the detailing unit at the location on each road to stock the unit at the end of each day. In the shop here, she helps set up for the day and cleans the shop at each shift. The detailing tech completes an equal part of the detailing process, but does not interact with the customers unless required. So, you know, that is our thing. And then we, we've got requirements and they must be detail oriented, must be able to follow directions, must be have a willing desire to um, learn the detailing trade. And then from there, if, if that is a job they're interested in, then we get into, you know, during an interview or, you know, here's the specifics of what you're going to do. I think if you're writing a job description to put out there, you don't want to be too specific. You want them to have a pretty good idea of what they're doing, but you don't want it to be like, Oh damn. <laughs> like there's three pages of stuff right here. Yeah. You know, you, you want them to, you want them to have an idea of what they're doing, but you don't want to overwhelm them. And then when they come in on their first day for the interview, then you, then you sort of start laying it on. So they understand, okay, here's what I'm really doing. But if you're writing a job description for a job, like, like a, a posting or, or, a, um, you know, I don't even know what to call it. Like, a, like an indeed type of, you know, job post, you know, you want them to, you, you want them to give a general idea of what they're doing and then be more specific once you, you've pre-screened them. All right. So on the job description, don't talk about cleaning wheels. Not in that job, not in the job description that, that you're putting online. You want to, you want to, you know, yeah. bait, bait the hook a little bit. You want to, you know, you got to, you got to get it in their mouth before you yank. So we'll them talk up. about the way their fingernails are going to look and how bad yeah. their hands are going to get messed up. Don't their leave. back is going to hurt every day. You don't, yeah. you, you don't mention that. <laughs> I'll put that in there. Uh, so keep it generic, and then you, you know, you, you mentioned uh, posting or putting it out. So. When you put out your job postings, is that what you use? You you already have it saved, and so each time you're trying to hire somebody, you just use the exact same one and throw it out we, all the time? We change it up a little bit, some wording here and there, but we want to make sure that um, uh, it's consistent. You know, we tried to craft it to get it the best we could to get. What we've also found sometimes is if, if we put up a job description, it's not really getting us who we want. We changed the, the header of it or we changed some words in it. And it's shocking how just changing from car detailing tech to um, interior cleaning 
you know, representative makes an enormous difference, you know, like for some reason now you're talking to different people and you'll get different applications. So occasionally we do change the way it's worded up just to kind of, you know, freshen the pot a little bit to, to try to get someone outside the norm. Okay. And you can do that based off your job title. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what are some different wordings that we should put in there? Well, um, you know, obviously you start with detailing people and see if you can get anybody with experience, but what you, what you will find. Oh, hey, is, hey, speaking of that, how's your, uh, farming going and your, uh, yeah, creaming off the top there. How's that going for you? I've got, a, I've got a few potential leads here, including a new branch manager for, for one of our Frederick branches. All the right. guy, you know, our branch manager just decided now would be the time that he was going to move to Florida. He's like, you know, not really working. I think I'm just going to restart. So he left. And now we're looking for a new branch manager. And one of the ones that we're looking at is he's worked at our two other highest competitions in the area. And he's looking for, you know, a new start and mm -hmm. great, you know, maybe I can get some insight into what's working there too. <laughs> yeah, cool. That's awesome. All right, keep going. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Just uh, wanted to get an update on that. Um, I, I don't know. My yeah, I, I don't know what I was talking about. <laughs> uh, oh, I remember, I remember uh, what, what to, um, how to word things. So oh, yeah. a lot of times you'd be shocked how often house cleaners actually work well in the detailing world. It's a little bit different, but, but they already have that looking for the dirt eye, you know, like, oh, I need to look in this corner. I need to open this up and see if it's clean. You'd be, you'd be really surprised how well house cleaners and maids work out in the detailing industry because they already have that skill set. You just kind of need to adjust it a little bit, but they, they, they have the, the fundamentals of looking for the problem. Okay. So if somebody is a detailer who enjoys more of the outside of the vehicle, then in the job description, they should probably write some more stuff that might entice. Uh, they might even go to a maid service and look at those job descriptions. Yeah, and try and incorporate some wording from those job descriptions and use it on your own because you know if it meant you could do what you want, which is the exterior, and somebody else could do the interior the whole time. Yeah, that's a win-win. Well, what you don't want to do is hire somebody who wants to do the exterior also. Yeah, you know that you're going to be wasting your time. So again, like you said, you hire for the job you don't want to do. If you want to be the the, the paint specialist you know, then you need to hire somebody to do the interior. And it doesn't really matter what background they have. If they know how to vacuum and they know how to clean and they understand chemicals and they understand the process of removing stains and things like that, who cares what, who cares if it was a sofa or a car seat, you know, the process is the same. So, you know, let, let, you got to think outside the box sometimes. Yeah. You know, when we, when we hired our, one of our most successful managers, he didn't have a lick of detailing experience, but he worked in the auto industry at, at like, you know, at some tire stores and some dealerships and he knew how to manage people, which was his job. He had to manage 60 people. So he knew how to do that, but he didn't know anything about detailing and 
he's super successful at what he's doing because he learned what he needs to know about detailing, but he had the skills. I was already the most important skills to me. He already had coming into the role. And, and you got to that point by putting that specifically in the job description. Yeah, we put, we put operations manager. We didn't even actually mention detailing in the ad. And, you know, like we just were looking for an operations manager in the automotive field. And, okay. and that's what we got. Okay, cool. Well, I think that's big help for guys. Uh, job descriptions and writing them, knowing what to put in, and then changing it up with the title to see what different types of people come in. And I think that's incredible information, Rob, man. Yeah, I, I mean, what, what do you have to lose? You yeah. know, a couple of weeks, if you put up an ad and it doesn't, you're not getting the, 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 the people you're looking for, change it. Overhaul it. Yeah. Uh, and I think too, I mean, I, I think the opportunity right now, like I said, if, if you're booked out, right, if you've got an influx of money right now in the system and you're like, I'm booked out, then from a business aspect of knowing that you've got money coming and it's almost, and you want to say booked out like it's guaranteed, then as a business operator, right, take your detailer hat off a little bit and put on your business operator hat. It would be a good time if you're a single operator, a one person extra teammate is going to extremely, extremely help build you and continue to grow. And right now would be a very, very prime time to bring that person in. The workforce, there should be plenty in the workforce. There should be a good opportunity to bring somebody in. And so, uh, Rob, thank you. Yeah, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to, to go out there and get them. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. If, if they're not all going to work, you know, no, nobody who employs people are going to, are going to lie to you and say that every employee is a star employee. They're not, but they are out there and you can get them. You know, you just, sometimes you just have to filter through some, but when you find them, you're like, Oh wow, this person's, they know what they're doing. Yeah. And then you set them up, you teach them the job, and then you move on. That's awesome. Rob, thank you so much for your time, man. Uh, where do people find you on social? Rob Schiffer, Hotmail. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Facebook, it, you know. Back normal. pages or what? <laughs> <laughs> back page. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, where do they find you on social? Uh, Rob Schiffer. At Facebook or Rob at OnSpotDetailing.com if you have any, you know, you want to send me an email. Awesome. Rob, thanks again, man. Hope you have a great weekend. And, uh, man, keep climbing. Yep. See ya. See you, bro. <laughs>